Good afternoon, and welcome to the Snake River Blend podcast. It is the 21st of December, or to put it another way, it's the shortest day of the year as far as sunlight goes um, for North America and the Northern Hemisphere, of course. Um, After today, days, sadly, start getting longer, although we have as yet to really be cold. Not that that matters. Um, Anyway, there's a lot of news to talk about. I was going to do this yesterday, but my day was too full yesterday, and so, uh, sadly enough, I needed to put it off. Probably the biggest news... um, was broken on Sunday with Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who is a Democrat, up for re-election in 2022. Um, Came on to Fox News Sunday, which was being hosted by Brett Baer of Special Report, and essentially said that he was a no on Biden's Build Back Better that he had tried, that he had signaled, and he has, or had signaled, to the White House months ago that it was going to have to be some sort of fiscal sanity. And of course, in spite of the Democrats saying that, that the numbers that the CBO put out were fake because they don't represent a bill, let's be very clear. For example, the child tax credit, which is probably the largest single item in Build Back Better was supposed to expire this year, or 2022, rather. That's how they were able to make the numbers work, was by having many of these programs which were paying out trillions just saying, oh, no, well, they're going to end. Now, as President Reagan once said, there's nothing so immortal as a government program. We know full well that had Build Back Better passed, that starting in January, the war drums would start about how the child tax credit was going to end unless you voted for Democrats. Um, you know, because the Democrats would have to vote to extend it, and Republicans would not vote to extend it, which is a probably a lie if once it's established. And that's the problem right now. That Republicans, you know, give them this, and give Senator Manchin this credit as well. You know, this is money that the funnel is going to stop by killing that bill. So I give I give Senator Manchin a lot of credit for courage. I've been a little bit uh, dubious in the past about whether or not he would actually uh, hold up under the pressure. But here's the deal. No matter how much uh, hashtag from New York says, AOC, hashtag AOC says, Manchin's constituents are overwhelmingly against the bill, and he would have to run in a state that went to Trump by like 40 points. 
I'm exaggerating on that, but you get the idea. It was overwhelmingly, it's one of the West Virginia, presidential politics is one of the reddest states in the nation. Not a single county, including where the University of West Virginia is, including other, you know, the capital city. None of the counties went for Biden. And so, Senator Manchin was simply doing what his constituents wanted. And he, even though he has been a safe Democrat seat in a Republican state, voting for Build Back Better politically may have been the straw that broke the camel's back for West Virginians. But we'll take his reasons at rationale at face value. He's also against killing the filibuster in general, in principle. Now, a lot of the people in the House, particularly moderate, the few moderate Democrats that are left, who, whose necks were put on, the, put on the chopping block by Nancy Pelosi and forced to vote for the bill, They've been hung out to dry because they were told, oh, well, they'll fix it in the Senate and then it'll come back and we'll, we'll get the best of both worlds. There's not going to be any fixing it in the Senate. Their votes for all of this radical stuff is on the record. And they're not going to get a chance to fix it. So coming up in 2022, um, it looks very grim indeed, for the Democrats. But, of course, no worries. Republicans have proven themselves very effective at shooting themselves in the foot politically. And it's well, well, it's less than a year now until the elections, but a lot can happen in that time. And we're going to talk about this issue uh, with Build Back Better and other massive bills uh, after the break. So I want to pivot now to what really, uh, I've mentioned before, mentioned again, as Rush always used to say, the only thing the Democrats offer, have to offer is fear itself. Well, we're dealing with the new Omicron variant, which should be the G variant of the Wuhan flu, or COVID. And the administration is pulling out all the stops, you know, sand, sounding death knells, sounding uh, all sorts of alarms on on uh, how bad it's going to be. And so we will stipulate here at the Lib that it does seem to be more transmissible than previous variations. But in some ways, that actually is a good thing. Because it's also much weaker as far as its impact on its host. There's South Africa, which is the, where they first raised the alarm about the Omicron variant, has said, what are you people freaking out about? 
Because what we are not seeing in South Africa is hospitalizations and, more importantly, deaths. What we're seeing is something that has little more appearance of seriousness than, say, the flu, if that. And remember, the flu kills tens of thousands each year. So in their attempt to offer fear, they're talking about Joe Biden is, uh, President Biden, I'm sorry, has wheeled out the uh, long, dark winter malaise if you're not vaccinated. This is where the media is not doing their job. I mean, terribly. Not, I mean, really, media malpractice in not doing their job. Because guess what? If you're unvaccinated, you can spread COVID. But guess what else? If you're vaccinated, you can spread COVID. In fact, you may get COVID, but because the symptoms are so mild, you won't even know you have it, but yet you will be carrying a full viral load. This is not some right-wing nut job website. This is the CDC admitting that people who are vaccinated can still catch COVID and be asymptomatic and yet still carry a full viral load spreading it wherever they go. So in practical terms, the only people that the unvaccinated are hurting by being out in the public are, are themselves. As far as being different from the vaccinated. Everyone, vaccinated or not, is capable of getting covid and is capable of transmitting COVID. And the difference being, of course, that if you're vaccinated, you may not even know you have it because you're, you may not have any symptoms, and so you're not going to go and get tested. So until they start actually testing every single person, we don't know to what extent the virus is spreading. We'll be right back. And we're back here at the Lib. By the way, I did neglected to say it at the start, but thank you so much for listening. Um, my uh, view from the rim would like to just pass on that uh, they're working on a GoFundMe for some very good friends. People have had a tremendous influence on the Lib uh, before there even was a Lib. Uh, they are uh, very patriotic. They run a nonprofit that focuses on the Constitution and on families and the need for families in this country. And as the Lib has mentioned so many times, the issue is not systemic racism, except for that the government perpetuates a broken culture of families, particularly in minority communities. The federal government does that. 
Uh, state governments do that. They encourage families to not be the traditional mother, father, children. They perpetuate a terrible education system uh, for those minority communities, um, help to advance the culture of being smart or learning, getting an education as being white. They do that by saying that one culture is no better than another culture, when that's clearly not the case. But anyway, uh, I will put a link to the uh, to the GoFundMe when uh, when I post this up at home. By the way, we are on remote right now because I'm currently on my lunch break at work at Walmart. Um, and so I just wanted to finish up and just go on. Uh, what I wanted to talk about is something that has really, well, it's been very obvious since 2010 when the Democrats, without any Republican votes, passed Obamacare. They also say that we need comprehensive immigration reform, and I would agree with that. Not in the way that they say it, but I would agree with it. Um, during the New Deal and during the during the Great Society era, civil rights legislation, etc., all of these massive changes in the federal government occurred at least with some bipartisan support. Fast forward to Obamacare in 2010. Every Democrat was put on the chopping block for it. And the Democrats got killed in the 2010 election. If a couple of moon bats had not been running for the in the Republican side for Senate, chances are the Republicans would have taken the Senate in 2010 as well, and we would be having a very different conversation over what's happened in the past 10 years. Which is why I worry about what Republicans are going to do coming up. You know, I mentioned, talked extensively about Joe Manchin, and frankly, Joe needs to, Senator Manchin needs to leave the Democratic Party. I'm not saying he should become a Republican. What he should point out is that neither of the parties are meeting the needs of the people, which is absolutely correct. And both parties have, to a large extent, lost their way when it comes to the Constitution, which is also correct. Now, there's varying degrees, of course. I'm not saying that Democrats and Republicans are 50-50 on positions regarding the Constitution, positions regarding freedom. They're not. But I would say that the party apparatuses if that's a word, are out of whack. And Joe Manchin could easily go independent or even sign up as a libertarian. I think a libertarian probably is closer to what he would be, but an independent would be equally as fine. And then he could, then he could caucus with whomever he wanted. He wouldn't have to worry about all the pressure that's put on him by the Democratic Party or the Republican Party for that matter. But here's the problem. 
when you're trying to do huge legislation, you know, Obamacare was passed out of single Republican vote. The Republicans tried to repeal Obamacare, um, and they needed every single Republican vote, and they didn't get it in the Senate. Part of the reason, what, by the way, why they lost in 2018. But, but whenever you're dealing with a major shift in the federal government, it's critical that you at least have some appearance of bipartisanship. Many Democrats have been saying no senator should have so much power. They, they're saying that one senator, Senator Manchin, stopped Build Back Better. And that is also journalistic malpractice. Because properly stated, 51 senators, a majority of the Senate, stopped Build Back Better. Assuming it's still dead. I haven't listened to the news today. Not one senator, 51. And that's a majority. Now what's tragic is that that's, that this was even brought up as a possibility. And truthfully, it's way too close. And unfortunately, now the Democrats, because they are realizing that they can't do what they want legislatively, rather than try to work across the aisle and try to craft something that will make everyone happy, or at least make keep everyone from hating it and hating each other, now they're asking President Biden to implement Build Back Better through executive order. I don't know how far that's going to go. Probably the courts are not going to let it go very far. You know, Ruth Buzzy Ginsburg, when she was confirmed to the Supreme Court, it was like 93 to 6. Vast majority of Republicans supported her nomination, even though she was a very radical leftist uh, litigator and attorney working for the ACLU, among others, the Communist Front Organization. Why? Because she was qualified. It was Democrats that started the, the carousel of I don't care if they're qualified or not. They're not ours, so we're not going to support it. In fact, we're going to filibuster it. It was Democrats that did that. And then when Republicans were in the minority, they did the same thing. You see, neither party is willing to say, let's get legislation. Let's do our jobs. And while none of us are going to be ecstatic about it, at least we will have passed legislation and we will have enacted policy. Instead, what they do is they, they do these extremist measures, both sides, both sides, both sides. 
And then they expect the uh, bureaucracy to implement it and make the rules. The problem with that issue for Republicans is that the bureaucracy hates Republicans and conservatives. You know, they talk about the deep state. It exists. It's not some moon bat theory. It's, it exists. The bureaucracy slow dragged every single thing that President Trump wanted to do executive-wise. And they fast-tracked everything that Biden wants to do. Trying to do it even before they've written the rules on it. It's time for Congress to take its power back. It's time for them to rein in the administrative branch of government. It's time for them to get rid of laws that are not going to be enforced. The Department of Justice should be hauled up in front of, in front of Congress and asked, why are these gun laws not being enforced? You're demanding that we pass more gun legislation, make it harder for Americans to exercise their Second Amendment right, and you're not enforcing laws that are already on the books. What gives? to drag Mayorkas up there, the head of Homeland Security, and say, you cry out about immigration reform, but you're not enforcing the law as it exists. So tell me why we, th we should believe that you're going to enforce any future law. I mean, it really is that simple, or it should be that simple. And that should be something that should be bipartisan in nature. And we haven't even talked about the, the marijuana laws. Did you know that if you have smoked a joint, that it's illegal for you to own a gun? Or if you've taken marijuana medicinally, not through smoking a joint recreationally, but because a doctor prescribed it, it's illegal for you to own a gun? That's a law. With pretty severe penalties. But it's not enforced. It's time to open up the federal legal system and start chopping away at the underbrush. Because it makes a mockery of justice. And this should be a bipartisan effort. They should reach across the aisle, find somebody, say, look, how about if we do this? I'll support your reform in this area if you will support my reform in this. And I'm not trying to say that we should we should just go to complete lawlessness, although most laws that are on the federal level are just are redundant of state crimes. The only crimes that the feds should even be concerned about are, are interstate or international crimes. There shouldn't be any kind of crimes involved. You know, when there's a shooting at a school, for example, that should be a local and state matter unless the school district crosses boundaries. 
That should be a federal issue. What do you think? Anyway. They don't even consider... And for Democrats, bipartisan means Republicans agreeing with them. Democrats, the, the spectrum has moved. Where, yes, you have loud extremists on both sides. However, the Democratic Party has been full, pulled much further to the left, to the progressive edge, than the Republican Party has been pulled to the conservative edge. Senator Manchin has to make a choice. Because the Democrats will still suck up to him if he is with them on a lot of issues, even if he becomes an independent. But to properly reflect his values, his party isn't there anymore. Snake River Lib, taxation is theft, whether it's taxes passed by Congress or whether it's taxes passed on uh, because of inflation. It's still theft. Have a good night.